Howdy, boys and girls, and welcome back to the final episode of the Carly Crappy Show for our seventh season. Yes. Um, I, I, I see. We talked about this just before we started taping, and I and I'd forgotten already. Um, we've been doing this for a long time, and um, we're uh, we're we're happy to be back for one more show for this season, where we will discuss the mythical, not so mythical, national championship game, uh, which is coming up on Monday. But first. Let's let's talk about some other stuff. Hi, Carla. Happy hey. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. It's a whole new Cheers. year. It is a whole Cheers. new year. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, we have gorged on uh, on champagne or beer and um, food and college football and, and all of that good stuff. Um, it's I mean, I, I've, I've had another fun uh, bowl season, certainly. Uh, getting to watch about well, to, to start with um, pretty, pretty good bowl season for the state of Ohio. Um, UC yeah. beating, uh, beating Virginia Tech. Um, my Bobcats winning their bowl game, um, the thumping in their, their their bowl game, and then Ohio State winning the Rose Bowl yesterday. Um, which has your bowl season been good? Have had fun? Uh, I mean, yeah, bowl season was fun. I mean, yesterday was yesterday was a little stressful for 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 me. Um, you know, it was. Uh, you know, you thought that game was going to slip away pretty quickly in the Citrus Bowl, and then you know, mm -hmm. I have to, I have to do a hat tip to uh, to Trace McSorley in his final game of the year, and sure. a, in a quite frankly a heroic effort to try to bring yep. that team back in the second half. Um, I was just looking right before we recorded the show to find out if anybody confirmed whether or not he actually had a broken foot, um, mm -hmm. because that was apparently what was told to the press um, earlier in the in during the game. That's why he didn't mm -hmm. come in in the third quarter was that his foot was broken. Um, and then all of a sudden he's out there for the second series. Um, and, and so and the limp limp was, I mean, really evident. Yeah. That's not just like algae guy at the end of the football game. That's that, that was a, a pronounced thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, and, and apparently he said during the post game presser that, you know, on a scale of one to 10 pain wise, he was dealing with a seven or eight. Um, and he came out with a boot on his foot during, during the presser. So, um, Kudos to him. I hope he has a great career. I mean, you know, in the NFL, I hope I hope some team takes a chance on him and puts him on a roster. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's a as on a practice squad somewhere, because I mean, the kid's got metal. Um, you know, and and he's proven that at Penn State. So you know, I don't think he's going to have the uh, the 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 cachet that that someone like a Saquon Barkley has had in the NFL this year. Um, right. But but he's a good kid. You know, give him a shot. I, I I hope somebody takes a chance on him. But it was you know. All things considered, it was an okay, you know, and, and kudos to Kentucky. I, Ten win season, that's probably, you know, arguably their best season ever in football. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it was a heck of a ball game, but it was really stressful. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you had a, a you know, if you had a, a, a fandom in, in that, not as stressful as the Rose Bowl a couple years ago. Um, but, right. but right. yeah, that was, that was stressful. And I, I really thought they were going to come back and pull that out. But, you know, and, and people will second guess James Franklin for you know for how he you know he kicked the field goal and didn't use the timeouts and you just you know but he he gotta stop him and uh, yeah. i mean i mean yeah. that was really i i understand the strategy there um and you just you gotta stop him and they didn't mm -hmm. and um so yeah kudos to kentucky and uh here's hoping that uh that 2019 will be an interesting season for the uh for the new lions but be a whole new whole new offensive scheme there with the uh, with new quarterback so it'll be It'll be real interesting. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. Um, and kudos to your Buckeyes for for pulling Big Ten to an above five hundred season. Yeah, that's in, what I was just. I, I was about just going to say, a Big Ten finished both season five and four. Um, not quite the gaudy record that uh, the conference had last bowl season, but uh, as as things worked out, um, that that wasn't especially telling of what of what this uh, what the twenty eighteen season uh, eighteen season would would. Uh, 
uh, would, would have in store. Um, uh, to my, the Mid-American Conference is one in five. Shameful. But my Bobcats, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, picked up the one win there. Um, and before before you uh, start chanting SEC, SEC, only six and five to this point, obviously with a chance yeah. to add one more win. But that's that's you know that that's not a that's not a world beating thing. Um, and, and in fact, there weren't really a number of the conferences really kind of st stood out about uh, in, in terms of um, uh, the domination. Uh, the SEC seemed like they had more more teams involved with bowl games than, than anyone else. Uh, CUSA was uh, was a four and two um, in terms of percentage. That's probably about the the best that that any of the conferences did. Um, independence, the independents were uh, two and one, um, and someone finally did beat Notre and Dame. Thank you. thank you for that. Um, I, so it's been fun. It's it's it, it, we had a had a good bowl season once again, and um, said, said that it's ending. Can I can I do one more raise of the glass, please? To to the to the media, the Liberty Bowl that got locked in. Did you see that on Twitter? No, I didn't. <laughs> Having been a sports writer that has been locked in a facility before because yeah. the security guards left before everybody finished filing, um, it happens quite frequently in high school stadiums. Um, you know, okay. But yeah, the Liberty Bowl media got locked in the stadium, um, and it was quite the quite the ordeal on Twitter. It was really funny on New Year's Eve um, with them trying to figure out how they were going to get out of the Liberty Bowl. Finally, somebody came with a key and let them out. But hey, to all the journalists that covered all of those bowl games yes. this year, I raise my glass to you. Absolutely. And um, yeah, thanks for thanks for a great bowl season. Thanks for all the great Twitter and all the great Twitter posts. To, like you mentioned last week, the guy that was running the. Uh, the Twitter accounts for for the um which bowl was that the um first uh, the one of Fort Worth yes yeah yes. the first responders bowl you know just I mean there's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes for all these bowl games and you know I I, I cried with the media that was locked in the Liberty Bowl because I'm like man I feel your pain been there oh, <laughs> oh, oh man you at least hope there's some like a cold hot dogs or something in there that could they would get them through for a little bit um. Before we get to our our one our loan game uh, that we have to talk about, um, let's take a look because of 2019. Uh, let's take a look at what might happen um, at some for college football. Some point is I I I, uh, I propose this as a, I think what a, what the one insane prediction uh, for college football in the coming year. Um, I'm not actually sure how insane my prediction is, so I'm going to let you actually go ahead and, and, and do this first. Um, what, do you, what do you see coming? Okay, so I, I picked something very specific because okay. I, I, I wasn't, when we were doing this via text yesterday as we were um, texting through the Rose Bowl right. <laughs> right. together, um, the idea I came up with was that my, my, my insane prediction for 2019 is that when we are sitting here at this time next year, mm -hmm. well, maybe a couple weeks before this next year, mm -hmm. The group of five representative in a New Year's Six Bowl mm -hmm. next year okay. will be the Houston Cougars. Huh. Because, I mean, obviously that's the big, you know, it's the big coaching carousel move. Everybody's yes. like doing the head yeah. scratcher with, Dan, with you know, Holgo going to, going to Houston and everybody's scratching their head. Um, Stephen Godfrey, who's based here in Nashville, actually did mm -hmm. a lot of the reporting on that whole move. And, okay. um, and he had a really great post um, in combination with a couple other writers, SB Nation, yesterday as to like, okay, head scratchers, why would Holgo leave a Power Five conference to go to a Group of Five conference? And when he laid it all out, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. It's a lot I easier. Would imagine, 
I imagine money is involved. Money was was okay. one of the reasons, but not the only reason. Recruiting sure. is the second reason. And, okay. and he has got a really good point there in that Texas is loaded with talent, and it's mm -hmm. a lot easier to get second and third tier players in Texas to commit commit to going to Houston than it is to get first tier players to commit to going to Morgantown. Okay. okay. I, that yeah. that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, you know, he likes the state of Texas. He's, he's got some familiarity down there. Like that whole thing makes sense to me. So here's why I say that because Bill Connolly at SB Nation at the same publication earlier this year, and I have a lot of respect for Bill Connolly, um, mm -hmm. in his 2018 preview, um, he said that if the offense kind of kept itself together, that in 2019, they could be a powerhouse in okay. the AAC. So you have a, a wacky, offensive-minded coach going to a team that should be loaded with talent in 2019. Right. Got a lot of, wor of work to do on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Ed Oliver is going to go to the NFL draft, and so they've got a lot of rebuilding. They lost a lot of seniors on the defensive side of the ball, and, you know, and obviously there were already problems there with the way that, you know, Houston hung – or Army hung 70 on Houston. Um, yeah. so, so you got a lot of defensive things to fix. But I really, really like this move. And the best part of this, and AJ, this is specifically for you. I raise my glass to you because remember during bowl season, we were talking about how awesome it would be if we got a Holgo Mike Leach in the Alamo Bowl. That was the prediction at one point. Boy, that'd be fun. We actually, fun. we actually get it in 2019 because okay. Houston is already scheduled to play a home-and-home -home with Wazoo. <gasps> No. Yes. September 19th. Oh, wow. Circle your calendars. The game that we wanted. We just have to wait five more months. Okay. It's happening. Okay. Um, it, awesome. Yeah. So I love this move. Uh, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Morgantown, but I think this whole energy, there's no reason. And, and Houston finished, they won the West in, mm -hmm. in the AAC this year. There's no reason they can't do that again. Houston's going to represent the group of five in the New York Six Bowl, and it's going to be thanks to Dana Holgerson. And and I, that's that that makes perfect sense, and especially when you consider recent history uh, and what what Tom Herman was able to do at yeah. Houston, um, probably with not quite as much talent and um, uh, arguably not as insane as as Dana is, um, but but I mean he he put together uh, for at least half the season one of the hottest college football teams in the country, um, and and they were they were steamrolling um, offensively. So that's something that. Uh, that's that's something that Dana could capitalize on, um, particularly with a with a better offensive squad. Um, and, yeah. and you're right. I mean, he's I, I, he he had been an assistant at Houston, so he knows the program, knows the area. Uh, that's that that actually could be a lot of fun. Um, here's, here's what I'll here's what I'll add, add to, to to yours. Maybe maybe um, in in 2019, uh, a group of five team, say like Houston. Um, makes the field in an expanded playoff. And I here's why I think um, I, I, I don't know what it's going to look like if it would be six teams or eight teams. Um, I, I think uh, there's and, and, and maybe this is, maybe this is my, my me projecting my, my own irritation with with the uh, house stuff has, has turned out this year. I'm just I, I'll be honest with you I am, I am not super stoked about Monday's game because it's the same thing it's the last four years. Uh, just this is what it comes down to, and and you know it's it's uh, it's great if you're a fan of Alabama or Clemson. Um, it, it certainly speaks well of what what those two programs have done. Um, but I think um, if, if you look at what uh, you know, Jim Delaney, the 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 the, uh, the commissioner of the Big Ten, um, has already started talking about. We need to look at expanding the playoff. 
and it, it obviously his point of view is um, is couched in the notion that uh, the Big Ten has not had a team in the playoff for the last two seasons. So um, he's you know you, you certainly understand where he's coming from. Um, I but I do think there will be enough dissatisfaction uh, with just sort of the predictability of 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 what what this has turned into um, certainly in the last uh, three years, two years. Um, I, I think that that may lead to a push that, that could lead to an expanded field. Uh, and, 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 and who knows, I mean, six teams, um, you know, you, you, you could have, um, you could have each of the, the power five, uh, conference winners. Um, you could leave that open, but to include a group of five, um, team, uh, if you expand the field to eight, um, then there's, there's conference winners, then there's at-large teams. I, you know, I did, I, obviously some logistical things to work out, but um, yeah. I don't, it wouldn't be a huge stretch, um, particularly with the six teams, uh, the expansion of six teams. Um, and and, and I, I think there will be enough of a will uh, for a, a small expansion um, just to, 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 to make this field a little bit bigger and, and perhaps a little more interesting. So, well, and you bring up an interesting point, and I thought about this a lot after we did the show last week. We were talking about the whole recruiting cycle. Um, it, have we created a, a, a perpetual monster here in the playoff? Because if you end up with, you know, in the first year of the playoff, you ended up with the Alabama Clemson. Alabama Clemson played for the first playoff national championship game, I think, right? Um, no. Ohio State and Oregon. Ohio, okay. But – Bama and Clemson. Since then, yes. Bama and Clemson have been in the mix, and and so what? I mean, what we've kind of per perpetually created here is uh, they're automatically going to have a recruiting advantage because yeah. of that, because they keep showing up in the playoff, and so if you get an offer from Clemson, you're going to take the offer from Clemson. Same thing with Alabama, and I mean, Bama's been around for a long time, but but Clemson's starting to become the second wave of Alabama, and so. You know, have you know, and and next year, who's going to be predicted to be one and two again? Bama and Clemson. I mean, there's no reason. Like, we keep saying this about Bama. There's no re why pick against Bama until they give us a reason not to. Um, you know, and and there's we've created this. You know, kids are going to want to go to these two schools. Will we ever see the parity again? Um, and and the way that you solve that problem is what you're proposing is to get more schools in the playoff. It's going to take a while. It's going to take a couple cycles for that to kind of work through. Sure. Um, but sure. I think that's a that's a logistic uh, that's a logical way um, to to kind of maybe bring some parity back into college football, so that you know the game that we predicted in August isn't the one that we're actually seeing in January, which is what we got this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and that's, I mean, that's 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 a great point. I, I can't. Um, you know, short short of uh, of um, retirements by 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 Dabo and and I, it's just I mean, yeah. if you look at this now, you you got to think there's no reason not to pick Alabama and Clemson one two um, at at the beginning of next season. Yep, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, expanding the field uh, would would at very least make this more entertaining for for more fan bases. Um, but it also would, uh, it, it could help uh, a little bit further down the line, could help uh, bring a little more parity um, and, and spread that wealth a little bit. Um, so speaking of Alabama and Clemson, uh, they will play. They, those two teams uh, will play each other on uh, Monday night 
Um, we're going to see how many tickets they actually sell right. by stadium in Santa Clara. I, 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 the, the, the ESPN preview page for this for this game actually shows. Like, I think they linked to StubHub, but there are there are uh, literally thousands of tickets um, for sale under one hundred and fifty dollars for this game. Wow! So um, uh, AJ's AJ's fondness for this stadium and its location may be coming back. Uh, to bite somebody in the butt. Uh, the game is at 8 p.m. on Monday. Uh, Alabama is favored by five and a half points. Um, Carla, well, what do you see with the game? There's your problem right there, right? The 8 o'clock yeah. Eastern kick means that they're kicking at 5 o'clock in Santa Clara, which is, you know, right in the heart of rush hour. So here we go. Oh. AJ, you were right. Um, yeah. yeah, gosh. I mean, the location of this game absolutely stinks. And the fact that, you know, you've got two East Coast teams that essentially have to fly all the way across the country to play this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I think maybe we'll start we'll, – maybe California won't be hosting a championship game for a while. Um, I, I get I get irritated with how many games are, are uh, neutral site games, bowl games hosted in the South. Um, but it, it's, it's, the, it's the geographic center for yep. just about everybody. I mean, even if, you know, as a Midwesterner, um, it, it's, not, it's not that far. California, right. sub, suburban San Francisco. Right. Uh, at 5 o'clock on a Monday – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, just throw everything out, play this game in Jerry world every single year. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I hate that, but you know, like that's kind of, the, you're right. That's kind of the geographic. Soldier field, playing soldier field. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the big 10 title game. Get it right. No, I'm kidding. Um, That'd be fine too. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. So this game Monday night. Um, so both of these teams did exactly what we expected them to do. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I, we were at a friend's house um, watching the playoff games, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't watch a ton of the game, of either game. No. Um, they were on. I was kind of paying attention, but, I mean, they happened. The games played out exactly the way we thought they were going to play out. Notre Dame laid an egg. No, the, the guy the guy who, who predicted Oklahoma to win, notwithstanding. Well, okay, yeah. Um, and, I, and, and I watched a little bit of that game, just, you know, hoping that, that yeah. Oklahoma would, would, would offer something – for me to, to to grasp onto, and and it was pretty clear from the start that it's like, nah, that's not no, going to happen. Well, and Alabama got off to a fast start, right? And so they yes, so, yes. so they they spotted a bunch of points, and Oklahoma spotted them a bunch of points. That's not the role that Oklahoma wanted to be. And in. it's they, done. It's done. Right. right. Yeah. The way that your scenario would have played out is if had they gone tit for tat all the way down, no. you know, in the first quarter, and that just didn't happen. Um, the Alabama defense was just too much for that Oklahoma offense. Now they gave it a valid effort in the second half. They sure. tried their darndest to come back in that game, but when you spot Alabama that many points they're just not going to they're not going to allow you back into that game but that's an interesting point because the only way to break down these two things is I went through I had spent a lot of time on college football stats um over the last uh last night while I was kind of keeping an eye on the the ridiculousness that was happening in the uh sugar bowl um and uh so some head scratchers out of that that um the first the semifinals um in in the bowl games um, the Alabama, Alabama defense, say that five times fast, um, the Alabama defense gave up over 470 yards to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a head scratcher when we, you know, we talk about this vaunted Oklahoma or um, Alabama defense. And mm-hmm. yes, the Oklahoma offense is really, really good, but that's a lot of yards yeah. um, to, to give up to a, to a, a team that... Um, you know that the, they were dominating early in in that game. Um, meanwhile, 
Clemson held Notre Dame to 248 yards, which is not all that surprising um, because right. the, we, you know, we've had questions about the Notre Dame offense um, all along. And so that's not all that surprising. But the, the thing that I circled, um, there are a couple things I circled. The first thing is, is that the Clemson offense put up the same amount, maybe just a few more. It was seven, it was 530 to 527. The Clemson offense put up 530 yards against that Notre Dame defense. Okay. Bama put up 527 over Oklahoma, which, okay, so the offenses were, were equally productive. But when you take into consideration that the Oklahoma total defense is ranked 114th in mm-hmm. the country and Notre Dame's total defense is ranked number 30 in the country, okay, that's showing that, that Clemson's got some offensive power. And so I went through and, and looked, and actually, you know, Alabama's at the number two scoring offense in the country. Clemson's number four. You know they rank pretty evenly there, but that's kind of a, that was kind of a head scratching number. Going wait a second, the Clemson offense actually put up more offense against a better defense than Alabama did against a far inferior defense, mm-hmm. which leads me to think, okay, Clemson's got a shot in this game because you know I'm I'm firmly in the. I'm not picking against Alabama until they give me a reason not to. And I came really, 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 really close to taking Clemson in this game. And there was one, okay. and there was one statistic that helped that, that made me say, no, I'm going to hang on to Alabama. And that's looking at strength on strength. You have the number six pass offense in Alabama going up against a really, really, really good Clemson defense. The Clemson defense ranks number two in the nation in scoring defense, rush defense, and total defense. Mm-hmm. But they rank 16th in pass defense. Yeah. Yep. You noticed that, huh? Yep. And and that's where I think Alabama wins this football game. Is is it's going to come down to def, um, the Oklahoma defense or the yeah the Oklahoma the Alab- the Clemson. There we go. Get the right team. The Clemson defensive line against the Alabama offensive line, and whether or not they can put enough pressure on Tua. Here's the thing: the Alabama offensive line has only allowed 13 sacks the entire season. I don't know whether or not Clemson can put enough pressure on Tua. I mean, the run game is going to be non-existent um, because Alabama doesn't run the ball a ton, anyways. They're they're the um, number nineteen or no, they're number thirty-four rush offense in the country. So so they're not they they use the run to to balance out the the passing attack as opposed to the other way around. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball. I don't know if it matters in this game. If you've got a quarterback like Tua going up against the secondary that is the only weakness in this defense and Clemson, that might be enough for, for Bama to win this football game. And and again, I really, really want to take Clemson in this game because statistically they look like the better team on paper except for that one thing. But that one thing is so big. It's going to – it's gonna be so, it's gonna be a close game. It's I I hope it's gonna be a fun game. I think it's gonna be a better game than we saw between these two teams last year. Um, Clemson is gonna be in it. Um, they're gonna be motivated. They want they want revenge in this game. But I can't pick against Alabama until they give me a reason not to. <laughs> Tide wins. Um, and I, I I did not I did not do the research you did. I will I will admit that. Um, but but I, I, I'm I'm at the same point. I'm at the same conclusion. Um, I, I think this is fairly simple. If there is one unit uh, on on either of these teams that, that can be considered a weakness, it is Clemson's pass defense. Um, 
and, and and you know certainly uh you know in the in the grand scheme of things you're looking at all all what there's 130 uh teams in d1 uh football um it's it, it's fine there's nothing wrong with it um but you know you, you combine a couple of things uh you have a a quarterback who's reasonably mobile uh you have an offensive line um in alabama that, that does not give up sacks it just doesn't um so it, it, those two things um you know to to can avoid a pass rush if if there's one there and i and i and i think there will be because uh, you know as we, we've mentioned all season clemson's uh front seven is just monstrous yeah um but but alabama's offense um I, you know, in, in it's it, it is it is pass first. Um, if, if they can run the ball a little bit to to kind of balance things out, that's awesome. But I, I'm not sure that that's necessary. Um, this is this is what Alabama's offense does, and to do it against uh, a, a team. Um, to mention this again, I mean, the, the, the Clemson. There there is a Clemsoning element in this, but but Clemson struggled when South Carolina threw the ball at them. Uh, the and you know their and their their uh, regular season wrap up game, um, and and this is a much much better offense than than uh, than, than South Carolina's. So uh, with that and uh, with the uh, the uh, Carla principle that um, you you really shouldn't pick against Alabama until you uh, have a reason not to. Um, Alabama wins this again. Uh-huh. Again, and uh-huh. then and then our hope, and then our hope is that um, after after the 2019 season, uh, Urban goes down to uh, out wherever wherever Nick Saban lives and says, "You know, retirement's really nice. Um, I'm teaching a class. You know, I, I gotta I gotta do that like twice a week. Uh, I have really cozy seats for every every game. Maybe you should give this a try, and then and then maybe." Maybe the rest of us can can get can get in on this national title game uh, once in a while. Uh, once uh, once Saban decides, eh, okay, I got I got a boat in the Gulf of Mexico. It's right there. Let's 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 maybe go relax for a little bit. And you see, I had the exact opposite reaction to that as you know, I was watching the post game, you know, and, and Rinaldi cornering Urban, you know, and trying to get him to say, you know, are you ever going to coach again? And you know, he said he doesn't think so. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've we've had an ongoing joke. Not necessarily on the show, but you know, as we've been texting with each other, like until the Notre Dame job opens, right? And then you know, yes. but here's the other the other thing is that I, I laughed. I said, "Is there a line in Vegas as to whether or not Urban Meyer ends up as an analyst at Alabama before the 2020 season?" Huh. Um, um, <laughs> that could be. That could be. Um, I, I could. I could. He, he was actually, if you recall, I, I really liked him um, in, in the booth. Uh, you know, he did that for a, a season. I think uh, for for ESPN, um, and 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 did really well. So maybe that's in his, maybe that's in the future. And actually, if I if I think if he does that, I, I think that is a sign that um, his retirement isn't going to last as long as right. uh, he 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 might be predicting at, well, at this Saban, point. And Saban likes to like pull pull um you know fired and retired coaches into sure. his fold. So I, that wouldn't stun me either if he ends up being, you know, some sort of analyst on the, on the Alabama staff, um, yeah. you know, going the, going the route of Steve Sarkeesian and all those yeah. other coaches, yep. you know, that, yep. can you imagine having the, that, that analyst staff is just absolutely absurd. I don't even absurd. And how long until Cliff, King, King, until Cliff Kingsbury ends up as an analyst at Alabama uh-huh. at this point? Uh-huh. Um, 
that would that's not something I even want to think about. Um, <laughs> okay, boys and girls, uh, this is where I usually say you can watch the uh, Carly Crappy Show for the duration of college football season, um, which at this point is uh, a few more days. So hurry up is what I'm saying. Uh, search Carly Crappy uh, on YouTube or Facebook. You'll find the videos. Um, if you prefer the audio portion, um, you can uh, you can find us the same places, plus Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as uh, incessant reminders on your favorite social channels. Um, if you like the show, I hope you listen to this one, and I hope you come back in the fall, because I think chances are excellent that we will as well. Uh, if you don't, uh, mind your own damn business, okay? Whatever. Uh, Carla, what final thoughts do you have about next season, this season, Monday night? Whatever yeah. you have in your glass. Whatever I, I have in my glass. Yeah, I'm drinking what? peanut. I'm drinking wine for the lots. You know, it's it's been a kind of an all over the the map season. Um, yes. and yet here we are where we started. Um, with with Bama and Clemson one and two. We didn't know the order, and you know we've we've, we've you know we we've survived a, a crazy season. And you know, will we do this again next year? Where we've got you know Alabama and Clemson. Got to believe we're going to be one and two heading into the next season. And you know. Uh, are we going to end up here again? I, I, I don't know, but it's been a fun ride. It, it really has. It, we've seen a lot this year. There's been a lot of really ridiculous stuff happening. Um, I'm kind of sad to see the season come to an end. Um, I feel like bowl season kind of exacerbated a lot of the ridiculousness that we see in college football this year um, yes. between games being canceled and, you know, lots of wacky offenses and media getting locked in stadiums and uh, Bevo going after Ugga last night. I mean, come on. You know, what the hell is that about? Yeah, why, know, right? why, do you, why do you think one of those little plastic fences is going it, to, it's, it's a big cow. <laughs> It's a very large animal, and and there was a tweet from the photographer that actually caught the edge of the horn. Um, wow. That he shows his back, and you can actually see the mark. Um, wow. But he had tweeted, "Mom, I'm alive." Was was his tweet <laughs> with the picture? Um, yeah, just just a really wacky bowl season. It's been a great year. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of, other than Bama and Clemson one and two. I think there's a lot of intrigue heading into the 2019 season. Um, you know, with you know, Ohio State losing its, you know, its court, you know, Haskins is gone and mm -hmm. um, McSorley is gone at, at Penn State. And so I think the Big Ten is going to be wildly entertaining next yes. year um, yeah. just because of the uncertainty that we have heading into the season. Um, I, I, I think there's a lot of uncertainty kind of throughout the, uh, you know, all of the conferences, you know, is the Pac-12 going to be wacky again? Probably. Um, you know, so I think it's going to be a fun 2019. We just have this problem with two teams at the top that are going to be at the top for the foreseeable future. Um, so enjoy the off offseason. Um, I, I think heading into the season next year will be fun. And are we officially Carla and Crappy Show the Ocho? Oh, that needs T-shirts. That needs to be T-shirts. Show the Ocho. Um. Uh, it, it, it has been, I mean, if you're a high state fan, obviously it, it's been a really weird year. Um, but, I, you know, I, I can't complain about how things have worked out. I said that uh, on, on Twitter, um, you know, winning the games that we did in the regular season, winning the title, winning the Rose Bowl, uh, never. There, it's, it's not a bad thing in, 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 any, um, in anyone's book. I, 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 I'm, I'm always sad to get to this point and see uh, the season end. Oh, it wouldn't oh, be the end of the show if we didn't end the season if we didn't see a cat. Yeah, we gotta see Cookie. Um, but uh, but but this but this is this is why it's fun and this is why it's, it's it is the best sport 
uh, all of this stuff, all of the weirdness, coaching changes, um, you know, what's Dana going to do at Houston? What's Ryan Day going to do in Columbus? Um, what's, what's Jim Harbaugh going to do if he can't win football games? Yeah. Um, this is all stuff that, that we'll, we'll get to see play out uh, in the offseason. And then once we get uh, close for, to, to football in the fall. And that, um, the, uh, the predictability of, of this year's national title game notwithstanding, I cannot wait for it. Right? Cookie's not telling. Guys. Thank you very much for joining us for uh, yet another season of the Carlin Crappy Show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, as I said, I am confident um, the Ocho will be back with uh, <laughs> with, uh, with, uh, with 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 AJ. With AJ, with yes, Cookie and thank you to AJ and, all year for for absolutely, his, yeah, absolutely. AJ and uh, Cookie and and Charlie maybe, and certainly the two of us. Um, but we could not do this without you guys, and, and we really appreciate you being here, Carla. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy hockey season. I'm going to have to start watching hockey again. (laughs) Thank you very much for watching. We will see you back here next fall. Have a great offseason, everyone. Go.